Identifying our calling, amen. Anybody that having any luck with identifying their calling, amen. Oh, what are you here for, amen? Because as we know, in the chapter on in verse 11, the word of God says that he's given different offices, amen. Different offices, amen. But when you begin to dissect those offices, amen, you'll begin to see the work, amen. So you may not feel as if you're such and such, such and such, such and such, but when you begin to identify the work in which you're doing, amen, then you get, oh, this is why I'm doing this, and this is why I'm doing that. I've been called to this, and I've been called to that, amen. And so we want to understand and know how many have really been seeking out God for that purpose and that calling, amen. What am I here for? What am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? And if you haven't been, I want to encourage you to begin to ask God, okay, God, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Because in life, in this life, is greater than the mundane. It's greater than our nine to five, our nine to nine. It's greater than it's greater than anything that we could possibly be doing, amen. Because get this up, if you're not doing the work of the Lord or doing what God has purposed you for, are you really gonna hear servant job well done? Come on, let's be honest. The word says that we're here servant job well done. Do what? Come up a little bit, what? Higher, 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 higher. We bust our tails in this natural world. But we don't bust our tails. Come on, let's be honest. How many of us are working as hard for God as we work on our job? Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many of us are as faithful to the Lord as we are to our job? And that's even if you have your own business. How many of us are that faithful, amen? So when I look at my faithfulness, amen, hey, this is a starting point. I can look and see how faithful I am to this, and if I'm not as faithful to God as I am to this, even your spouse, amen, are you more faithful to your spouse than you are to God? Am I more faithful to chicken than I am to God? Hey, so we want to identify because what we're talking about this evening is man. It's, 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 it's going to it's going to um, help us understand just a little bit better. Amen. So what we're talking about, Lady K, this evening is what happens when I'm operating correctly. Anybody ever thought about that? What happens when you're doing what you're supposed to do? Talk to me, y'all. What happens when, when I say operate correctly, that means when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. In the natural realm, what happens when you operate correctly? Natural realm is when you operate correctly. It, it, it's not easy for you to fall. Okay, okay. When you're not operating correctly, it's so easy for you to fall and get outside of the room. Okay. And I don't want anybody to misconstrue or misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying that when you are operating correctly, Tests don't come and trials don't come. Hey, what's understood don't need to be explained. Tests and trials come with the territory of life. 
So let's push that on out the way. We want to talk about how does life seem to flow for you when you know you operate correctly. Anybody? Anybody? Well, when I'm operating correctly, especially at my job, certain things that you know when you're working with certain people, if they get on your nerve, they come to you crazy, when you operate in God, it allows you to see things different and not respond the same way they respond to you. Okay, so it's something like that inner peace yeah. that you are able to overlook the offense. And the word, the word of God tells us that we have to be able to do what? Overlook an offense, amen? How many of you know that nothing offends a person harder than the truth? Amen. amen. Come on, y'all, anybody else? What happens when, Lisa, what happens when you notice that you are lining it up? What, 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 what have you noticed that, okay, when you intentionally begin to operate correctly, what happens? <clears throat> Okay, she says she prospers, so the fruit begins to produce on the tree when I'm lining it up. What 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 you say? What you say when when, when you operate correct? Because how many of us know the times when we not operate correctly? What happens when we operate correct? When you operate correctly? I started attracting. Attracting things. If I'm operating correctly, then I start attracting good things. Okay. I notice things start lining up in my face. Huh. Like that. I'm operating correctly. So you got some, brother Dave? Yeah, I mean everything's going smooth. I mean, I mean everything's going smooth hmm. as as opposed to. I mean, you following the rules. So you mean to tell me when we begin to intentionally operate correctly, somehow, some way things begin to flow in my favor? Yeah. And so that's what y'all trying to convince me of, right? What you say, Shay? Amen. Why? Because you know that you will operate correctly, right? Right, right. But it also seems, remember I said it was understood, don't need to be explained, but it also seems that all hell break loose when I'm trying to do what I need to do, but nevertheless I have to keep doing what? Operating correctly. So tonight, say we're in the book of Ephesians once more, chapter 4. Uh, what happens when I'm operating correctly, alright? Alright, so the next question, is because we covered this already, so this is just a recap before we dive into something new. So, what um, what is the purpose for your call? Come on, talk to What's the purpose for your call? According to the word. What's the purpose for your call? To go out and to do what? Protest the gospel, preach the gospel, salvation, all for salvation. Amen, amen. Absolutely, absolutely. What else? What else? What else is the purpose for our calling? Come on, y'all talk to me. We're in Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 4. Somebody go to verse 12 right quick. What is the Huh? To do, to, to equip who? Oh, for what? What are we equipping the believers for? For works of service. Oh, for works of service. So this is the purpose. This is why I've been called. Brother Adrian, this is why God has me in a certain area. This is why God has me doing certain things. Because there is someone there that I have to equip. Amen. So this is why it's so important for us to make sure that we are intentionally lining it up. Will you miss at times? Absolutely. But the thing of it is, Lisa, is am I intentionally missing? Am I missing on purpose? Y'all see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So, look, when you got saved, Christ forgave all your sins, but it did not make you sinless, right? But once you gave your life to Christ, it should make you do what? Sin. Less. Y'all see what I'm saying? So now it goes with the mind. So, 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 the purpose of the call is to do what? Everything Pastor Bello said, plus, is for us to equip who? The saints, the believers, for the what? Work of ministry, for the work of service. So I, it's a little like raising your children. You have to teach them how to serve. You have to teach them how to do what they need. How many of you have to teach a child how to take a bath? Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all, for a boy, it ain't nothing worse than your dad talking about, man. I'm for the, I'm for the baby, you can't do it yourself. They get it right real, real quick. 
Anybody ever had the children that you tell them, go take a bath, and then they come back to you, and you ain't too much bath, and uh-huh, smell right here. Oh, <laughs> smell right here. I'm going to smell on that other arm. Nah, smell right here. On the spot they didn't hit with the soap, right? So this is the purpose of our call, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so it's also, the purpose of our call is also to build up the body of Christ. So what has just happened and taken place is this here. God is attempting to shift us from always thinking in the natural. Because when you are called in purpose, amen, the purpose is for God. Oh God. It's for God, right? All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, right? And are called, what? According to what? His. See, don't miss this here. He's called, but it's for his. Now, remember when I told you guys that, that, that good equates God, right? So all things work together for the good, uh, the good, all things work together for the God, for God, amen? So all things work together for who? For God. So it's all about his purpose being accomplished. One of the greatest fights that we are having to endure in this season of our life is the fight of breaking away from us. We have to break away from us. We really have to get into a place of knowing that it's always for God. And so for the, those of you guys who are parents, this should be just a tad bit easier for you. Because when you had those children, you should have already understood and known that, okay, this is not about me. This is about them. Okay, so 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 we understand what the purpose is, right? The purpose, the um, the purpose for the call is to equip the believers for the work of service and to build up the body of Christ. To build up the body of Christ, and so on my assignment in building up the body of Christ, the problem that many of us have is this: my very actions contradict the very word that I'm attempting. To encourage or give to somebody else about Christ. Now, I don't want to hear about your Jesus and you out here acting a fool like that. Come on, come on. Come on here. And so, what happens is my actions, my attitude, even some of the very words that come out of my mouth will be used against me to muzzle my mouth. You know you've been cutting up all week. How you going to try to tell somebody? You won't be embarrassed to try to tell somebody about God. See, and don't get it twisted because it's a mental state that some people go in with the viewpoint of God. Amen. Some people really believe that, okay, if God don't want me in this thing, if God don't want me smoking dope, if God don't want me, God has the power to stop me. That's just like me telling God, God, if you didn't want me fat, you would give, give me, uh, you would have given me a physique or a, a better looking body. God said, boy, get out of here with that. Take your butt to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and display some what? Self-control. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Bluebell wiped me out the game, boy. <laughs> Bluebell kicked me all the way out the game, man. I would literally, then I think I'd be doing some cool thing. I'd get up and walk to the store and give me a pint of Bluebell only to come back home and eat the whole pint, right? Bluebell messed me up, amen. It's easy to do. Hey, hey, hey. So the purpose of the call is to do what, y'all? The To equip other believers. Other believers, other believers, and so when you get to talking to somebody, anybody ever had a conversation with somebody and, and, and they didn't really appear to be a believer, but as you begin to dissect that conversation, you like, bro, you you really believe in God, you just don't know what's going on, and so now your assignment is to do what? Help them understand what's going on, what's going on. So the purpose of your call is to equip the believers for the work of service. Sometimes you can you have to show a person better than you can tell them. I don't know about y'all, but if you show me something that's going to stick with me a little bit longer than you trying to tell me something over the phone. Okay? For the work of service to build up the body of Christ. And how long are we to do this? Come on. How long are we to equip the believers for work? 
How long? Talk to me. How long are we to equip the believers for work? Stop right there. Until when? Till we all. So once again, it's no longer about who? You. You. I'll have to punch this clock until he gets it. The same way with raising your child. So that means it never stops. It never stops. It never stops. And now get this up. It never stops because everything that God does reciprocates itself. It reproduces itself. All the way back in Genesis, God gave seeds that bow within. So once the seed dies and produce, it bears again. Don't miss this. This is why God, okay, right here, the purpose of the call. This is why God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. He was not just telling them to have babies. Like at that time, he was telling them to produce But the revelation also is for us to reproduce ourselves. Right? Right? So you have to produce another queen that may not necessarily come from you. So therefore, if I'm reproducing another Kenyatta, if I'm reproducing, then what am I doing? Talk to me quick. Talk to me. What am I doing? I am creating a what? I am creating a what? I am creating a disciple. How many times have you ever said, man, I wish it was just two of you? Anybody ever had that thought? You didn't have so much stuff to do. Like, man, I just need another one of me. And why do you want another one of you? Because Ain't nobody else like my mindset. Ain't nobody else like the tenacity that I have. I need another one of me. Amen. And so I just need, so therefore I need to reproduce. Whatever I need, I need to create. I need to go into the laboratory. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Come, Jack, <laughs> Hey, hey, so we ought to do this until we all reach unity in the faith. So if, if I have the faith to believe for a certain thing, say, then, then you have to have the same faith to believe too. Amen. Okay, okay. It's, come on. If, if, if you're going through a time or an issue and I got faith to believe that God's going to bring you out, you have to have the same faith too. So if you don't have the same faith that God can bring you out, somebody's slack. Somebody is slacking. Somebody not on their post. So, so, so now look at the look, 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 look at the paradigm. Look at the demographics now. Look at the shift, amen. Now I understand that. Look here, bro. It ain't about you. It's all about how many of us really take that viewpoint. I know we have to go through the issues of life. I get frustrated just like anybody else, but I have to keep in mind it's not about you. I have to slow down. I was on my way in a rush just uh, about an hour before church. And I said, okay, Lord, all green lights. All green lights. And, man, it was all green. I said, not only that, I was going up airport to Macau. I said, Lord, all from here out the point, I said, Lord, all green lights with no train. I say, all green lights with no train. And so, quite naturally, the thought was tested. Because as I approached, the light was red. But when I made it to it, it was green. Yeah, yeah. I said, nah, it's going to be green. <sighs> Got to that other one. Green. <sighs> Got to the track. No train. <sighs> Sitting up, I had to wait. Oh, you know what? One of them lights did catch me at that track. That was a test for me. That was a test for me. Because now my thought, like, man, watch the train. Come man, I'll buy that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'll buy that in the name of Jesus. And so, soon as I passed that one and cast that thought down, guess what happened? Light turned green. I hit my turn. I hit the, long story short, this is the faith, amen? Yeah. And we all have to get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our assignment is to do this until we all reach uh, the faith and, and in the knowledge of who? God's son. So it's not just equipping us to be able to do certain things. It's equipping us for service, but it's also uh, equipping us to be able to remember Sunday. It's also equipping us to be able to not only serve, but to be able to conquer, to endure. Blessed are those who what? Endure until the end, right? 
So, man, we have to press, press forward, press past the minute issues that attempt to hang us up and slow us down. It may not be working out how I really want it working out, but guess what? It's working out. Glory, man, it's God. And God, whatever I'm lacking, you give me favor to cover it. Until you allow the fruition of what I need to, to manifest. I guess that's just Jay, right? So he says that for faith and the knowledge of God's son growing into maturity, we have too many immature believers. Why? Because somebody ain't on their job. Bless you. Thank you. Somebody's not on their job. Uh, you, you, you still on milk? And you've been saved for 30 years? Bro, you still at the foot of the cross? People are trying to stone you when you begin to tell them that the same Jesus today is not the same Jesus that walked the face of the earth back then. They will literally want to stone you. People will want to stone you when you begin to tell them that look here, Jesus said greater works will we do, and I can't do these greater works still standing here looking up. Okay, y'all want me to um, y'all want me to verify through the word what I'm saying to you? What did the um, angels say when the disciples was looking up at Jesus? Uh, ascended back to heaven. What y'all standing around here for? What y'all looking up for? Y'all see what I'm saying? This was already foretold to y'all. The cross, the cross, the cross. See, like, see, like, for anybody who wears the cross, we know that that's a symbol of our faith. But if anybody have a cross with him still on it around their neck, you need to get you a different type of cross. Amen. Yeah. He not on your cross. Amen. Why is he on your cross if he's ready? See what I'm saying? Why? So, long story short, is we have to do this until we all grow up, man. Grow, grow up. Anybody ever had that one friend that every time you see them, and you became a whole man or a whole woman, but every time you talk to this one friend, they want to go back to when you were 15. Some my mama put a whole foot in. It was good, good, man. Pops would look, Pops say, he say, first one finish, help the next one. Pops, you got me messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, in God, y'all, we got to begin to um, eat the protein. This word is protein. This word is protein. Shake that word up and have that protein shake. Cut this word up and put that on your plate. Eat your word. So we have to do this till we all mature. And so now, what happens when I operate correctly is this here. I will no longer be like a little child. Y'all see how maturity counteracts um, uh, childishness? 
right, right. Paul said that when I was a child, I did what? I thought as a child. He said I acted like a child, meaning I played like a child. But when I became a man, how many of you remember when you became a man? How many of you remember when you became a woman, amen? And get this up. What makes us men and women is not what the world told us made us men and women. Real. Because I know some, some, some 40-year-old boys. For real. Don't know how to be a man. Wouldn't know how to be a man to say they like. See, this is what's going on in the culture, Brother Sylvester. Is this up, man? You got people who's supposed to be OGs still acting like little G. You dress like them, you talk like them, you think like them, or you're 50. Yeah. Oh, 50, yeah, let me get out that 50 line. Like, you like you're 55. It's the difference between a male and a man. It's the difference between a female and a lady. So, man, how you gonna be an OG at 17? Boy, what you been through? Man, I've been shot, I've been in the penitentiary. Boy, how long you been in the penitentiary? You've been 17, bro. Man, I grew up in the <laughs> Some of us now having to grow up, um, as we look at when you said about the age. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, I, I shared that a few weeks ago. Um, for some of us, some some of us will have, we don't have to grow up like quick. Mm -hmm. Because of the time we're in. When you look at the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, you don't have time to stay long on milk. No, you don't. And in this season that we're in spiritually, we do not have long periods of time in nothing. And age really, right now, it really don't. It's not making a difference. Come on. But when you know that you're up in age and mm. you're still out there doing, doing you. Amen. You when when you do come in, you, you can't stay on milk long like how you know some of us stay no. till mm -mm. We one. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Boy, but, you yeah, was on that similar like till you was two. Actually, like, ma'am, how old is your baby? Oh, they forty eight months. But you're absolutely right. And so this is why the press is so pivotal right now, because y'all, we have to get it. All the back and forth, all the pity parties we have, bruh, the issues of life, remember, I told you, that comes with the territory. It's life. But we have to get it. I'm not going to let this stuff break me down. God is my shelter. God is my refuge. When it's too much out here, I'm going in the house. And I'm going to be quick because guess what? I have to go back out the house. I had a vision some time ago, man, and this is what the Lord showed me. It was like, man, I don't do I don't daydream time or nothing like that, but God gave me a vision broad day, right? And so this is what you're, and he gave me this vision because, man, I was really tired. Anybody ever been tired on this Christian journey? Huh? And, and, and you're not tired of the journey, but you are tired because it seems like ain't nobody else getting for real. And so this is what God showed me, brother. Had not, I, I'm like, God, how come? How come they don't want it like I want it? But he had to remind me of Elijah. When Elijah got to tripping with himself. Like, look, bro, you out here tripping. It's 7,000 and, and not bow their knee to bail. So get past yourself, right? So I told the Lord, I say, Lord, you give me opportunities to come in the house. And, and God, I say, I, I told him, I said, Lord, I'm tired of having to come back outside. See, man, out in the country, I played outside, but I was really under my brother on coattail, man. Her, her apron tail, and she always was like, man, you get smacked and stuff. I was a favorite two weeks ago. I was a favorite. You was the first. That's, you know, first, just the first. First two Fs, then. First and favorite. You feel me? <laughs> first favorite five. Period. I don't want to talk no more. But anyway, anyway, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to go back out. And he said, Jay, you have to come back. Mm -hmm. I said, wow. And this is when he took me into the vision. He brought me to the palace. He brought me to the palace. And when, when he allowed me to enter in, all I saw, man, was like, it was nice, nice, and whatnot. It was that stuff in there, like, if you break it, you can't afford to pay for it. Amen. Y'all ain't never had to go in somewhere. You had to walk with your hands in your yes. pocket. Because yes. if you break, you do what? Pay for you it. buy. You yeah. break, you, you buy. Break, right? You so buy. I'm walking through the palace, man, and I'm just in. Oh, 
And not because of the stuff, but because his glory was so radiant. And he began to share with me. He said, CJ, what you see in my house will motivate you to get back to my house. He said, so you have to take what you see and you got to proclaim what you see. You have to proclaim what you see to somebody else to be ignited to want to come. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, where all the crab eaters at? Come on, come on. Crab eaters, crawfish eaters. We got, we got something. Chicken eaters. Who eat chicken? Who eat chicken? Who eat chicken? Okay, everybody eat chicken. So, Brother Hammond, if I told you, boy, they got some chicken down in Galveston, boy, and man, Galveston might be the wrong place, but that's the wrong place. That's the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know about the chicken, though. But anyway, French. French's was better than Roscoe's. Let me stop. Let me stop. But look, 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 look. If I told you, man, they got some bad chicken down there, bro. And man, for $12, bro, you can eat all you can eat, bro. And if you get full, they'll let you go home for about two hours. And if you got your same ticket, then you come back, bro. They'll let you go at it again, bro. I'm telling you, man, that chicken is good, right? And so, go on and say, man, you
when I before I got into the church, mm-hmm. even when I was doing wrong, I didn't want to see nobody else doing wrong mm-hmm. because I knew the consequences of what I went through. Mm-hmm. My son just told me probably about a week ago. He said, man, I catch myself doing the same thing that you told me not to do. Mm. So now, when do the cycle break? Yeah. So it's not breaking. So even when I talk to him, you know, you don't always want to be churchy with people. Mm-hmm. But you, like you said, you know, hey, if I apply to it in the word and you see it for yourself, yeah. you can't say that I made this up because yeah. I'm going word by word for you so that you can see it because I don't want you to make the same mistakes I made. Absolutely. So, you know, we just got to get to a point, you know, stop tearing people down when the first time they fall. Absolutely. You know, and don't put nobody on the pedestal. You can't. And, and that comes with what? Maturity. And let me tell y'all something, even with the pedestals, leaders, that comes with the territory. This is why we're judged harder. You cannot, as a leader, not as a person, period, but especially as a leader, you cannot be out here intentionally thinking you are immune to falling off. You have to keep yourself, bro, away from that stuff. The word of God says that you are to consecrate who? Yourself. But that comes, the, the, I don't even want to use the word pedestal, but that particular elevation comes when you step into the office of leadership because people are dependent on you to get it right. So, like, like, remember we was talking like, bro, if, if I'm a leader, but you a believer, but I'm the leader, you can use four and five letter words to express how you feel, but then you're going to be looking at me crazy if I use the same words. Why? Why? Why, Johnny? Why would you look at me crazy if I had some of the same conversation you had? And, and, and that's because you expect so much more. Your children expect, your children don't expect you to act like them. How, how would you like it if your child just thought, mm-hmm. and then you said, look at this up. Of deceit. 
somebody say it with me. Gang. Gang. G-A-M-E. You know, I, I believe too a lot of people are scared of their calling. Come on. It's, you know, because it's just like saying somebody who know the word, they speak to everybody. They speak and you know, and everything what they're telling that person is coming straight out the word and they see, you know, things changing in that person's life. But they scared because so many people say you gotta have this to preach. You gotta have this or they have them sitting down for so long to where then their mindset is like, What's the sense of me getting in the word when I ain't gonna never get an opportunity to minister? Come on. That's good. That's good. Because in culture, in culture, a lot of people in church feels that way. I'm learning. A lot of people feel like, man, Jesus was in the streets with it. <laughs> bro, don't miss this here, bro. He cleaned out the temple quite a bit, but Jesus was in the street with it. Dude, somebody tell me what's the purpose of Bible fellowship inside this place? To be refilled. To be refilled. And what, what else? To be refilled. To be to who? To be equipped. To be equipped. That you can go out and do what? Cast your mind. That you can what? Real end of unsaved. See, a person, let me tell you something. Gifts and callings come without repentance. This is how a gifted rapper or singer can sing a whole bunch of secular songs and go platinum. They still got, why you ain't take that gift? And here I am rapping about you. Why you ain't take that gift? Because they had a choice. They can choose and at any in the moment, God can reach that person with three million followers. And, 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 and ugh, I've been seeing Justin Bieber on a lot of Christian stuff now. See what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is this so, gifts and callers come without repentance. This is why you can see a, a homosexual preach in an accurate way. This is why you can see a homosexual get somebody set free. But yet, you're not. Amen. You can see a crackhead. Preaching an accurate word, turning the streets out. But if I if, if I'm a weed head and I'm smoking weed and I start preaching to y'all, and then little bro, no lie, I'm preaching an accurate word and y'all over here, man, amen, 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 man, amen. You feel me? I'm preaching that word, then I say, man, pass the dope. What have I just done? Oh my God! So I I just killed the witness. Yeah. yeah. Not gonna receive. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Right, my people, my family watched me for approximately 24 months before they even considered the thought that Jay for real. <laughs> for real. Yeah. For real. They watched hard, bro. I was up to scrutiny. <laughs> but fam. So this is what happens, y'all, when we'll operate correctly. When we're not giving over to the to, to the teaching that's not that's not confirmed. We we not excited. You feel me? We not the prophet come to town. We ain't running to no meetings. <laughs> you feel me? The prophet come. We ain't standing in no hundred dollar line, no thousand dollar line. You know. You know when um, we was all in church, and you remember you said, "I see everybody can be able to come up here to the pulpit mm -hmm. and preach the word." Sometimes people get scared because they're like, "Well, I don't want to give my all because." What if that one day I got to come up here? Mm -hmm. But people don't realize it's not even just about coming up. Uh-oh, you done stepped on some toes. Sometimes it's just about your testimony. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might get delivered from your we testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And what? The word of our what? Testimony. Yeah, I, I seen an uh, a episode from uh, Sherilyn Latham. Cool. Sherilyn Latham, the one we did the, uh, the, uh, the movie about. Oh, boy, I thought you were talking about Catman and Lacey, <laughs> Now, they, they were saying, well, how come men don't come out and say that they're getting, you know, abused by their wife and stuff mm. like that? And he said that at the age of eight, <laughs> <laughs> Testify, bro. Set yourself free. Set yourself free. <laughs> 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 Time for Father came in and told all of them to come in and say goodbye to your mom. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus. Say he's eight years old. And he said, when he said he looked, he said, man, I'm eight years old. I know I couldn't fight him, mm -hmm. but I was going to do whatever I could to stop him. He said he started stabbing his mom in the stomach. He said when he looked up, he had stabbed him through his wrist. He ran out the house. Even though he got stabbed through the wrist, he said it's crazy that it took me to get stabbed through my wrist for him to, to uh, keep, keep him from killing his mom. But he said a lot of men don't want to say that because we grew up, you know, don't be a punk. You know, don't cry, you know, and just saying that. You want a little woman do good like yourself? No offense, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, you got a message spirit on you, man. We find that spirit in the name of Jesus. You better stop it, man. I'll tell the story. <laughs> so, but that's how it is, you know what I'm saying? For, you know, uh, police officers don't take it serious. Uh -huh. If a man called and said, hey, my wife is saying that, yeah. And so yeah. when you got something like that going on, it's, it's like, how do you stop it? When you know, when you when we so used to seeing women being the one that's always the victim. <coughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's what when I taught that night, mm -hmm. I was saying, you know, we deal with uh, we deal with men. That's what we were taught. They were taught that <clears throat> men don't cry. And uh, when you said about like the message, not look at me, I'm thinking I'm going out. <laughs> Confirm it. But when you look at you know men don't cry, you know that was something way back then. Yeah, and that's the reason why so many left heels curse because men don't cry. Men ain't supposed to be emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, and today to pick to go back to what else you said about uh, when a man called police or called police today, mm -hmm. they don't take them serious. They do. Because women not going to jail. Oh, right. They going. They going. <laughs> yeah, we and find out you testifying over there. Both of them is gone. They yeah, not but if, you, if when a man normally calls, it takes them a little bit longer. Because any police officer will tell you, when it comes down to a domestic call, that's one of the worst calls to go on. It's a domestic violence. Because you don't know what you're going to run off into. That's worse. They say between get, uh, pulling someone over, for a traffic ticket and a domestic call is a two call, they don't want to go on. Hmm. So that's why they always constantly now calling for back. Let me ask you this. So how do you deal with your feelings when you operate from there? Remember, we talked a little bit about feelings last week. Um, what are feelings and emotions for? Somebody talk to me. What, uh, because they, they, they offer something. What are they for? To alarm you. Ah, it is. But this Monday or Tuesday or whatever, Monday, I was talking to a friend. She was doing my ministry, listening. listening. And she was telling me about her situation, and I asked her a question. I said, Well, why are y'all still together? Mm -hmm. When are y'all going to leave? Pastor Jay, she said, same reason why you didn't leave your ex. So you know my ex. Okay. So something in me, but I caught myself. And I said, I rebuke you, Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I, I rebuke that spirit because I saw the spirit. But because I knew I was operating correctly, because asking that question, I wasn't trying to offend her mm -hmm. i was just getting her it was a rhetorical question and you're trying to peel back some layers right mm -hmm. so i knew i was operating because i knew i was operating yes i was tested mm -hmm. i was tested with that question because you wanted me to go there and i'm like well, what they got to do with your situation <laughs> right. what you gonna do with your situation so but because just when you know that you're operating mm -hmm. when you're operating in the right spirit, then, then God. I just yeah. ready to hear you feel the truth. A lot yeah. of the Remember, I told you guys that what offends per a person the quickest is the truth. Amen. But yeah. the word of God says that the truth shall make you free, right? So once we begin to operate and live within the truth, amen. But nowadays in the kill culture, man, everybody got their own truth. Oh, yeah. Everybody got their own truth. Oh, everybody got their own truth. Everybody got their own truth. So if my truth calls you, truth the lie. Oh, okay. And I still tell the truth. That's another story. <laughs> Dealing with these feelings, though. Dealing with these feelings, man. I, I literally just had a conversation with Lady Toya on We Were Riding Monday. We Were Riding Monday. And I, and I told her, I say, the problem that we're having is exactly what you said. I say, the older generation, and I guess I can say I'm from the 
older generation, not the old, old generation, but the older generation. I'm from one of those generations. Okay. somebody and and when you operate uh correctly lisa this is what you know everything you begin to speak will be the truth in love Ooh, i'm giving this to you if you can't honestly say that i'm correcting you because i love you you should be doing it you you shouldn't be saying that this is how you know when you operate correctly when you begin to speak the truth in love then you'll notice that you will begin to grow in every way every way into him who is the head. So we have, man, we have a mold, an outline that we have to fill. So when you understand and know your purpose, when you enter into that mold, you're not trying to go to the top if you just the big toe. I'm gonna get my foot down and pull it to the feet. You feel me? I'm this big toe shadow or silhouette. I'm just building this big toe silhouette. You feel me? Get you some of that blessing in the bottom that I make just to catch them like when you some bad stuff. Amen. Commercial time, guys. <laughs> oh, see, Gwen, Pastor Gwen, he sells blessing in a bottle. He makes soap. Foot, foot in the hands. Foot in the hands. The feet. He got some for your feet. No, 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 no. What, what I say? He got some for your foot. Hey, hey. But we have to begin to speak the truth and love, growing in every way into him who is the head. Who? Christ. For him, for him, uh, 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 for him, the whole body fitted and knitted together uh, by every supporting ligament. See, we are ligaments, y'all. Y'all hear me? We are ligaments. Identify what you are. You know what I'm saying? See, too many times, y'all ever heard the saying, too many on, um, too many chiefs and not enough Indians? Amen. Well, the chief said to they go chief. Amen. Hey, man, when me and my old man on the same job, bro, I fall all the way back. Real. I'm eating when the top dog arrives, but don't let the top dog leave. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> hey man, we talked about what happens when we're operating correctly, bro. You feel me? Amen. When you operate correctly, and just to recap, just to um, catch you up real fast, man, because we, we, we really done. Um, this is what happens when we're our Ephesians um, 4. Uh, verse 14. Come on, what you got? Well, I came by work. So okay, man. Me. I get the second word. Say less. Not now. You got that word in your heart, though. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's just uh, Ephesians 4 and 11. That's where we started. What I said. Uh, 4 and 14. Brother. Praise the Lord. In the right spirit, Lord. Amen. Let us go ahead. Sure, right now, this brother here, like Will Smith off a bad boy, and I'm Martin. So what we said, man, we started in verse 11. Ask the young man. Okay. Amen. I got my phone. I got my phone. So I got hey, you know, sir, right here. I got the already highlighted for you. For real? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's no problem that we should give it back. Amen. That verse. Y'all, look, we better get out of here before the chicken house closes. Chicken house closes. All right. 
talking about is on what happens when we're operating correctly in verse 14 until um, the end to the closing of it, uh, which is um, not the closing of the chapter, but 14 through 16 actually teaches us how to identify when we're operating correctly. We'll begin to grow up. Anybody been growing up? Amen. Come on here. Amen. Anybody been growing up? Amen. Amen. Uh, to see the and grow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Four. Amen. 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 Somebody got ran over and said, I just seen him. He didn't get ran over because he was he up standing up. Yeah. But until they actually seen it or seeing on film, I didn't know he got hit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if we keep getting to a point, he even started showing, you know, illustrations. And you know, like I say, the word was good tonight because you know, this is something that we all gotta continue to keep Amen. going. You know, the teaching is good. And you know, it's almost like if you if you listen to a story, you know, before they had TV, this way before I was even born, when they had just radio, you had to you had to listen and imagine what was going on. Imagination, move the nation. Come on here, man. Well, my own imagination. Any anybody else? Anybody else have any input? Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Uh, I was like, I was like to put input on uh, about about Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading about Abraham last night about his unbelief. Mm. But he was strong in faith, mm-hmm. and so the, the unbelieving part, but strong in faith part, mm-hmm. the unbelief is that I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. So Thomas had to work, see Jesus to believe it. Mm-hmm. So most people, that, most people, I'm not saying everybody, but most people is is, is lacking in the unbelief. Mm-hmm. Like I know God can do it, but when? What time? Yeah, come on. You know, so I know God. I know God is Almighty, but when? He, when is He coming on my knees? When you don't answer my prayers. That's it. And that's that's that that part right there is what we have to grow in. Yeah. Because sometimes disbelief isn't a bad thing. Because you know, overarching, overall, you believe. But sometimes disbelief is like, because why do we really have disbelief? Because I done seen stuff go wrong so many times. Amen. You feel me? It's not that I don't want to believe that you can change, but you're gonna have to show me. All right, women, we're gonna take it to the women. You messed around and got you a dog. Rottweiler. <laughs> and he do you bad. But then you leave him. But then they got to change. Baby, 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 got to change. How many times have you given him a second chance? Only to show you that he hadn't changed. See, one thing I know is this here, man. Like, like when I changed, when God really changed me, I stopped running around trying to convince people that I've changed. Amen. You don't have that to Sure. I don't. I don't. I, I show you. So. And this is what happens with disbelief. Because when Thomas said, man, I look, bro, I hear what y'all saying, but he going to have to show me the nails in his hands. Jesus didn't say, if this cat don't believe, then he, going to, he didn't say that. Jesus said, put your hand right here. Amen. Put your hand right here. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, as we grow up, we have to be patient with people unbelief. Amen. Amen. It don't knock your faith. 
That's why it's so important for you to live right. So mm. when they see it, yeah. they ain't got to question you. I was, I was uh, once uh, had this saying. God, I'll show you, baby. Can tell you. Man, my daddy had that same. <laughs> <laughs> when he talked to me, bro, I'll show you, baby. I can tell you. I know what came out there. Right? I came out there. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They caught me by the neck one day, boy. I was choking me out. Yeah. That was how the Bible choked me out. The Bible was talking to me, man. Yeah. Look, kid, man. I was smelling myself. I was smelling myself. <laughs> I was talking to me, man. And you know, man, I have my little friends at the house. You know, you gonna come in and bury me like that, man? Papa, and I saw a bottle in my fist and bull came out, boy. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's probably yeah. fancy bull. Like, I, yeah. I gonna say, so I, I think, yeah, based on a lot of times, people they they expect for to be recognized. You know, that's almost like with a label on your forehead. You know, see me, see my chain, and that's what gets people so so out of tune with people. You know, it's like walking with Christ. I'm, you know, a lot of people they want you to. They want you to see it. They want you to supposed to see them, you know, and they change. And that's what that's what a lot of people wrong with the walk with Christ. You know, they they want you to see it, but when you when you when you actually just don't have to show it, it's gonna automatically show itself. But it's not a lot of people a lot of people want the attention that okay, I change. Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you hear me? Other words, that means see me, and that's what a lot of people want, which is wrong, wrong misconception of being a Christian. No input, no questions. So this is how we know, say, when we operate correctly. Amen. I want you guys say it again. You can say you operate Oh, that's big facts. That's big facts. It's like saying if you say you believe, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. Amen. See, that was some thought. Take it a bottle of water. I've been double dipping in both of these, boy. Amen. You be thirsty up here, boy. Thirsty. Amen. Amen. Well, come on, y'all. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Hey, I just want to encourage you guys to go back to the book of Ephesians, the chapter 11 through 16. Chapter 4. four. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Oh, chapter 4. Journey. Nine. Chapter 4. Starting in 11 verse, it talks about how Jesus himself gave, gave different offices. Right? Amen. Uh, but he also tells us why he's given us those offices. And you identify the purpose of each office uh, in Ephesians 4, 11, and uh, 11 through what, 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 13. 11 through 13. Yeah. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 identifies the purpose of the call, right? Now, 14 through 16, it shows us how you know when you're operating. According to your call. And love. And love, brother. And love. I like 13. Read it then, man. I like 13 said, until we all reach it. That's how long. That's your time. I see that highlighted. Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. Speak this evening. Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful.